Welcome to the Genuinely You podcast channel, which is packed with advice and tips on how to live your life with purpose. Do you wish you felt happy and fulfilled? Are you feeling stuck, wishing things could be better? Are you ready to take some action and create the life you want? To start living an empowered life, you need to recognize and make full use of the power and freedom that comes from being genuinely you. Your host is Gina Gardner, a number one best-selling author whose whole life has been about supporting people to achieve personal empowerment, helping people just like you recognize that they can. Hello there, this is Gina Gardner and I'm your host on Passionate World Radio. Very pleased to be with you today. I'm uh, the author of Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness and Success and Fulfillment, um, and I'm very pleased to say that that's become an international number one bestseller. Um, I'm joined today by Rachel Davidson, who is the author of The Point of Me, another international bestseller, and today we're going to be exploring with you the whole issue of self-sabotage. Just think back through your life and think how many times you've started something that you thought you really wanted to do. Perhaps a diet, giving up smoking, mm -hmm. getting fit, or doing a project that's really going to move you on in your professional life. And something has scuppered it. Yes. And if you're really honest, the thing that has scuppered it mm. has been you. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think, you know, when I work with clients so often, the problem has not been the external mm. um, situation so much as people have allowed things to get in the way yes. of their success. Yes. And I think it's really worth exploring today the range of things that can get in your way and why, yeah. and then some potential strategies. Yeah. Before we go on, one of the things that I think you might find useful, um, listeners, is to think about, about your life and mm. to think about those times when you've felt stuck or mm. something has been going well and then suddenly it, it hasn't, mm. or it's never quite got off the ground. Yeah. And as we go through all of the, the reasons behind self-sabotage, one of the things that I think is really important is that you're honest, mm. because if you're not honest with yourself, mm. that's a form of self-sabotage. Mm. It's quite tricky, isn't it, actually, as, as I'm sat here thinking also of the instances in my life where I may have self-sabotaged, and it's, it's, a, it's a sort of an insipid trickster of an emotion, isn't it, because by its very nature, it, it, it doesn't necessarily come uh, announcing itself as, hi, I'm, I'm self-sabotage here. You, oh you, no! You self sabotage in many regards by justifying what you're doing to yourself with other words and other explanations, and they're all constructs to basically avoid what, what's really at the core of it. So, I I'm pretty certain that I have self sabotaged in my life, and I remain unaware of it. <laughs> I think there are there are a number of levels to this, and I think that's part of the challenge, really. Mm. There are some when it's very obvious. Yeah. I've decided I wanted to lose a, a bit of weight. I've been the, had been the same weight for uh, many, many years and suddenly started to put weight on and mm -hmm. so made the decision that I was going to really cut down. Yeah. And then I went to a friend who had a wonderful-looking cake. Yeah. And so thought, oh, just a slice. Yeah. Now, 
just the slice wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah. But because I'd eaten the slice when I came home, I thought, oh, I'll. Yeah. I've been naughty today. Yeah. I'll just have some more. A, a bar of chocolate won't hurt that no. much. No. <laughs> and before you know where you are, um, that just a slice has turned into something very, very different. Okay, so there'll be lots of people listening to this that say, oh my God, I do that all the time. Is that self-sabotage or is that just being weak in the moment? Well, you tell me the difference. Mm. Because it depends really upon what you want to achieve. Yeah. If what you want to achieve is being um, more healthy and weighing less, mm. then it's not the eating of the slice of cake, the mm. one thing. It's the fact that then... That says, well, I've broken it once, so uh, there's no point in carrying on. Mm. And it's the no point in carrying on today or no point in carrying on oh, yeah, this week. Yeah. I'll start again on Monday, yeah. which many of us yeah. do. That's the self-sabotage bit. Yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it? That's, that's when it tips into self-sabotage. That's, yeah. Because we are all human. We all err. Um, and that's totally natural and totally normal, isn't it? To, to fall off the cake wagon happens. And use cake as a metaphor for mm. pretty well anything, really. Yeah. It's, the, it's not the one-offs, it's the pattern. Mm. And for me, self-sabotage is when you allow the one-off yes. to become a pattern yes. which stops you getting where you want to go. Yes. Now... I think there are lots of forms of self-sabotage. Yeah. Um, we've talked today about the diet, giving up smoking, yeah, wanting to get fit and exercise. Yes. Um, allowing other people to put us off. Yes. You know, other people say, what do you want to do that for? You're fine as you are. Or yeah. you're never going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And allow... Well, how are you ever going to earn the money to do that? Yeah. All these sorts of comments that come at you in life. And I think the listening to negative voices... Um, it's easy to blame the negative voices that we hear that are external to us, yeah. our parents, our friends, our boss, our yeah. colleagues, yeah. but it's the internal voice. It's our internal voice which says, eh, you're never going to do that, so why bother? Yeah, it's the internal voice that says, they're right, you know, they're right. And that's the voice that, that we're all listening to, really, even when we say, oh, you know, my boss put me off. Actually, the real story is... I heard my boss say something negative and I chose to believe it. Well, I think there's two parts to this. Mm -hmm. There is definitely the believing what other people say, yeah. but there's also that voice which doesn't require an external person to say, eh, you're not good enough or yeah. you're never going to do this or do you want to be seen to fail? Yeah. So for me, at the heart of, of any self-sabotage is fear. Yes. Fear of failure. Yes. Fear of success. Fear if I do this, will I be different to other people? Will I no longer belong? Will yes. I be rejected? Yeah, rejection, yeah. Um, the, the, the sense of our, our need to be part of mm. is so hot-wired into us that yes. very often um, the self-sabotage is I need to stay where I am. I need to stay safe yes. in my comfort zone. If I don't do anything different, yes. then I will be okay. Yes, and it's interesting because we, it brings to mind a, a friend, which I've spoken about before, actually, um, in one of our much earlier radio shows, um, of um, how, how she self-sabotaged herself with regard to her diet and was extremely successful in dieting, lost literally half of herself, and and also disappeared um, 
What personality wise? Yes, she barely spoke. She was she was hard, literally half of herself, and and that's a form of self sabotage. Somehow, I, I don't I don't understand, and I'm not had deep enough conversations with her to to really sort of get to the nub of it. But it really struck me that she's put all the way back on again and is notably back to her her normal self personality wise. But that whole process was some act of self-sabotage against herself. And at the core of it, I'm pretty certain, it is fear of, of how she's seen, how she um, doesn't want to interact in certain ways, but society just demands it of her. And all of these sorts of fears around relationships and intimacy and so on and so forth. And she self-sabotages um, by making herself... Um, fat and therefore unattractive so that she doesn't have to deal with some of the yes. other issues that's definitely a form of self-sabotage i think that's very true and um, not suggesting this of your friend but it's very common for people who have experienced abuse as a child yeah. Yeah. whether that's physical emotional or sexual abuse to be very uh, uh use their weight as a protection yes but you know, and that's one could argue is extreme, but mm. actually, you know, if you're unhappy about yourself, yeah, the self-fulfilling prophecy feels safe. Yes. So, you know, whatever's going on, if you find the pattern, yeah, it's recognizing what's at the very core of that pattern. Yes. You know, if it's work related, for example, you know, if I shine. I'm going to lose my mates. If mm. I shine, will I be seen as boastful and mm. somebody who is ego-driven? Yes. If I shine, things are going to be different and I, I'm yes. fearful of the unknown. Yes. In the same way that people who are very fearful of failure, yes. if I don't try, I haven't failed. Yeah. And yeah. so we make these connections in our heads mm. um, and then having got that connection, these voices will start yeah. and they can be for some people they can be the you know the, the little whisper yes. and other people a very insistent voice that goes round and round in their head. Yes. Yes. Whatever your form of self sabotage and we all have them, mm. I've yet to meet anybody who has no form mm. of self sabotage. Mm. Awareness is the first thing to do. I, I would um, I would think that my, my most frequent form of self sabotage at the moment is regarding uh, getting down and doing my writing, and my self sabotage comes in the form of having um, strict sort of I, I can only write if scenarios yeah. going on in my head, and um, and it is a form of self sabotage yeah. <laughs> because it means that on some days I can justify not starting. And there will be days when your justification is absolutely the truth, yes. everybody's truth, yes. and other days when they're not. Yes. And I think overwhelm is one of those things mm. that, that becomes a form of self-sabotage, yeah. that we always underestimate what we can do in a long period, but we overestimate what we can do in a day right. yes. or an hour. Yeah. Then we become overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think, again, it's look for the pattern. Yeah. If you're consistently overwhelmed by what you're doing, mm. then you have to question, what are you doing? Mm. And is there a better way of doing it? Mm. Can you plan more strategically? Can you delegate more effectively? Yes. Are there things that you're doing that actually you shouldn't be doing at all mm. in order to achieve your goal? Yeah. I know on, on Friday when I sat down 
and I'd had it in my, my head, I would sit and write 2,000 words, that, that my self-sabotage went something along the lines of, uh, oh, you know, my job, uh, there was an issue around my job, and I, and I, I could have chosen to ignore it. it. You know, it wouldn't have um, hurt to leave it three, four hours, but, but somehow it felt easier to deal with the problem that was just over there than it was to sit down and do, because, because writing obviously is a, is, is a very personal, it's, it's hard work, yeah. <laughs> um, but actually hard work in this sort of more normal sense of it, sitting and answering customer inquiries, didn't feel as much hard work. And I was annoyed with myself about it because I knew I'd sort of, I knew I'd, I'd taken that choice and that it was an easier choice than the harder one of, no, I'm going to push that, that sort of, I know it's a little bit of a fire, but I can just let it burn a little bit. And I'm going to go do this personal hard work over here, write, write 2,000 yes. words. And, and so I did, I did self-sabotage. And it's very, very sneaky. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons why so many people find that self-sabotage actually is effectively stopping them from living their dream. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, we talk on, we've talked a lot on this show about the choice of being a victim or not. Yes. A victim to circumstances, a victim to our emotions. Yeah. And I think self-sabotage is one of those things that keeps us very stuck yes. in that myth that we are a victim mm. and that we have no choice. And just building on that, what do you think about self-sabotage as an act to gain pity or attention? Certainly, I think there are lots of situations where being the victim feels good. Mm. Many children are taught by circumstances that you get attention when you're poorly. Mm. You get attention when you're really ill. Yes. You get attention when you're very unhappy yes you get attention when you're a victim yeah and so what they do is they start a pattern of behavior which is if i stay in victim mm. rather than stepping into my power mm. then other people will notice and i'll get time and attention mm. now it's not a conscious decision no. most of the time no um yeah. but it's very powerful mm. and so you'll find you know m many I'm not saying all people who are ill are in this way. No, Please no. don't think that. <laughs> but there are a number of people who will consistently have something wrong with them. Yes. Um, and it, in, it's their truth. And yes. they are feeling the pain and the discomfort. I'm not suggesting they aren't. Yeah. But actually, they're things that they want, they need other people to notice them. Yes. And it's. I would suggest to you that it's around their sense of self-worth. Yes. That their sense of self-worth is entirely tied to other people noticing them rather than feeling confident in themselves. Yes, and, and it's, a, it's a very, very extreme example, but the act of suicide, or at least the act of attempting suicide, is the ultimate form of self-sabotage. Attempting suicide, yes. multiple attempts at suicide. Yes. I can remember being on a course with Anthony Robbins once, and mm -hmm. he does a lot of stage work, and there was a young lady on the stage mm -hmm. Um, who had uh, tried to commit suicide seven times. And we seven. were all a bit wow. shocked when Tony Robbins retorted to her initially was, you're not very good at it, are you? After seven times, it's, tr it's a What truth. turned out was that the only time her parents worked together, they were divorced, very acrimonious divorce. Mm. The only time they were at one mm. was when she had attempted suicide. Right. 
So he stopped working with her. He went back to work with her and did a, a very fine job, I have to say. Yeah. But he started to work with parents uh, to yeah, say, yeah. recognise that your pattern of behaviour is triggering a pattern of behaviour in your daughter. Yeah. If you love her and you want something different, then you've got to learn to work together. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to like each other, yeah. but you have to work together yeah. consistently as her parents. Yes. Now, that's an extreme example it, of it is. both parties in a sense, self-sabotaging. Yes. And the parents sabotaging the daughter, or yeah. the daughter allowing yeah, them yeah. to self uh, to sabotage yeah. her. She was at early teens, so mm. perhaps didn't have the maturity to recognise what was going mm. on. Sure, sure. But many people go through their lives without recognising mm -hmm. what's going on. Yes. So the first thing has to be awareness. Yes. So what I would say is, you know, Look at your track record. Yeah. Look at what's gone on over your life and look for the patterns. Mm. And then think about what's going on. Yeah. So we were talking earlier before the programme about the you know the universal laws. And I think mm. self-sabotage includes an avoidance of mm. those. Yes. And the four that strike me are if you truly take responsibility for yourself yes. and you're the only person that you are responsible for, it's yes. a universal law, you can't be responsible, unless we're talking about tiny children. Tiny children's fine. Yeah, but apart <laughs> from that, the only person you are totally responsible for is you. Yes. That's your physical well-being, your emotional well-being, your yes. spiritual well-being. Yes. And so if you take on board responsibility for you... Mm -hmm and your actions or lack of them, mm. when you do it, how you do it, if you do it at all, yeah. then by stepping into that responsibility for you, yes. you are less likely to self-sabotage. Yes. There are other sneaky ways it gets in, but you're less likely to. But ultimately, if, you, if, you have, if you're living that universal truth of knowing that you are the only one responsible for you, when you start to self-sabotage, it won't go deep, will it? Because it'll bounce off that resilient, I know I'm responsible for me. Yeah. So it'll happen, but it just won't go deep enough to become um, a self-fulfilling prophecy or a destructive habit or, or whatever. And my experience of people who truly take responsibility for their, their well-being in the round is that they're generally very aware Yes. And so they tend to be aware of these patterns yes. quickly. Yes. Not always, but generally no. speaking. Yeah. So the second universal law is that everything we do is a choice. Mm -hmm. It's our choice, um, whether we do something or not, how we do it, when we do it, whether, you know, how we say things, whether we say things. Mm -hmm. And I think taking the responsibility and recognising it is actually our choice. Yes those two things become very, very powerful. Yes. Bearing in mind that self-sabotage is based on fear. Yes. Fear of being alone, fear of, of failing, fear of success, yeah. fear of being um, rejected. Yes. Ultimately, once you take responsibility and you choose to do so, uh -huh. then those things have far less power, don't they? Yes, because the... The opposite of living in fear is to live in love and yep. to accept responsibility for oneself and to face up to the fact that your life is full of choices. Yeah. And that that 
uh, and the free will as well, um, that is an act of love to yeah. yourself. But isn't choice and free will, you know, they are synonymous, aren't they? Yes. Um, I think the other universal law is if you do nothing different, yeah. nothing will change. Yeah. So it's part of recognising that, you know, any anything that you want to be different in your life is going to take action. Yes. And that action needs to be consistent. Mm. One of the prime examples of self-sabotage is you start something, but you give it up. Yeah. And you give it up when things get a bit tough. Yes. And inevitably, things do get a bit tough. Yes. So I think, you know, what would be helpful to listeners is to go into what are the solutions. Yes. Because I recognizing things awareness is great but if you haven't got any solutions then you get stuck in this i know i'm not doing it right and i'm (laughs) self-sabotaging um but hey what the hell do you do yeah yeah so awareness is first step okay Mm um and i think being examining it but without um blame without judgment without anti-terrible person because i do this it just is. Yes. But it, because it is now does not mean it has to be yes. moving forward. Yes, that's a, that's a good point, actually, is taking that negative blame of, you know, making yourself feel worse about it. That's because that's another form of sabotage, yes. isn't it? <laughs> yes. So recognising the pattern and making the choice, the decision, mm. actually no more. Mm. And recognising how sneaky... Self-sabotage has been in the past, yeah. and listen to the language. Put the language yeah. that it's been going on in the past, yes. and that you're now working on it in the present, yes. in order to achieve whatever in yes. the future. Yes. Because our language is so important. If we language it and we keep our language, that I'm constantly being self-sabotage. Mm. Uh, I sabotage myself all the time. Mm. The brain thinks, well, that's what you want. Mm. And so it keeps doing it. Yes. So language it in the past. Yes. Um, and then be clear about what it is you want. And most importantly, what's your why for that? Mm, okay. Why is it important? Because if it's truly important, mm. then you're much less likely to self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And when you do, mm-hmm. it'll be easier to get back on track. Yeah, get, getting clear on your why you want to do anything or, 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 yeah. or stop doing something. Stop doing something, exactly. It's, it's like putting an anchor down, isn't it? Yes. It really does uh, you know, ground you. And it's a point that you can always come back to and feel solid about. And I think that... Let's use weight as an example. Mm-hmm. And many people struggle with their weight, don't they? And if you look at the number of people who diet and lose weight, get to the weight they want, and then put weight back on again, um, you have to think, well, they're losing weight, obviously being important to them, otherwise they wouldn't have gone to all that effort. So why is it that as soon as the diet's finished, they go back to old habits? And I think... So much of this comes back to our sense of self-worth. Yes. Am I worth this? Yes. Do I deserve this? Yes. Um, do I love who I am? Yes. Wobbly bits and all. And, you know, as you get older, gravity starts yeah. to have its wicked way. Yeah. Um, you know, 
loving who you are, whether you've got wrinkles. I mean, you've mm. earned those wrinkles, haven't you? Mm. They are life's experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And recognising that, you know, you are more than your um, your outward appearance. Mm. But if you want to lose weight, do it because you want to be healthy. Mm. Because you want to live a long and healthy mm. um life yeah rather than because you want to please somebody else's view of how you look yes yes so your intrinsic sense of self-worth yes this is true of you know you want a promotion or you want to do well on a project at work yeah Yeah. the the actual activity Mm. is almost of no account it's the what's the underpinning why Yes. Why is it that it's important to you? Yes. Um, and recognizing that if it's only important to other people and not for you, then self sabotage will be round the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has doing to be important for, for your you. true self yeah. is is going to take effort, but actually it's easy in the sense that once you've identified it and you're clear on it, <clears throat> it it comes from inside. Doing something for other people will only ever lead you towards resenting them. In, for the effort that you're putting in because they won't appreciate it well, the way your true self That's a belief, it. I have to say. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. I think that there are many people who do things for other people because that makes them feel good about them. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so whilst I accept that there are lots of people who will do things for other people mm. and the hope that that will get them the appreciation and recognition which doesn't come... Yeah. There are equally as many people who do it simply because that makes them feel good about them. Mm, okay. um, either way, you need to be doing it because it's what is right for you. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't do things for other people, not for a moment, but be aware that if the only way you feel good is doing things for other people, that's a route that yes. does not in any way create a great relationship with you yeah and i think at the heart of all of this if you've got a great relationship with yourself Mm. then you are less likely to self-sabotage or if you do it'll be very very short-lived rather than become this entrenched pattern that actually scuppers any chance of long-term success yes and remember i'd like to remind people we started off by saying fear of success fear of failure are at the heart of any self-sabotage, yes. you know, fear that I won't be enough, yeah. fear that um, I won't be part of, I'll be rejected. Yeah. So living from a place of love, loving yourself has to be the first thing. Yes. Creating that that positive relationship with yourself yes. is at the heart of so much of what we talk about, yes. isn't it, in your spiritual yeah. development. Yeah. Um, if you fall off the wagon, yeah. and inevitably we all do at some point, Yes. Just see that as a blip. Mm. But what lots of people do is, oh, I've eaten that piece of cake, mm. it's a Tuesday. Mm. I'll start my diet again on Monday. Yeah, yeah or, or, or I've ruined it now, there's no I might now. as well have a bag of chips. Yeah. Um, and so recognising that, you know, okay, you made a choice to have that piece of cake, now accommodate that in the rest of your day yeah. or have a really sensible day the following day. Yeah. If you promise to do something for work and you're overwhelmed, and overwhelm is another great self-sabotage, you know, have you planned it? And I think that strategically planning Mm. your way forward, Mm. being realistic 
having a cha- level of challenge, mm. but being realistic about what you can achieve. Yes. And remember, most great development, most progress is done, small actions consistently done, yes. rather than the grand gesture. Yes. And we've talked about that a lot, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Definitely, and there is a truism to the, to the phrase of you know, if you fall off a horse, get back on it again, yeah. Um, because you know, people fall off horses <laughs> and it's hard and it, and it hurts, but the best thing to do, <clears throat> excuse me, is to, to get over the fear and just get back on with yeah. the job again and don't give yourself a hard time for the fall. You know, it happens. I think the next thing is surround yourself with the sort of people who are going to support you and support you in doing the the best thing not support you in your sabotage because yeah. there are lots of people who like to sell uh, to sabotage others because it makes them feel good about my, themselves yes. Yes. so have another piece of cake means that it's all right for me to have a piece of cake <laughs> yes yeah yes um and finding the right sort of people who will challenge you mm. but do it constructively mm. and who expect the best of you mm. i think is really important yes we've talked a bit about the language that you use you know language yourself into success yeah you know I used to be doing this, but I don't do that anymore. I'm yeah. working towards, and my goal is. Yes. Yeah. And I think all of those things are really, really important. Um, people who are not familiar with visualising, nice, you know, visualise yeah. yourself where you have succeeded and maintain that success. Mm. So, you know, if you've got a big project on and you've been perhaps sabotaging that by not getting on with it by mm. faffing about and, mm. and and not grasping the nettle by mm. being stuck in overwhelm um visualize that project done that's an interesting point actually because it, visualizing your self-sabotage as a character mm-hmm. as, as a person who comes and tries to get inside yeah. your head liz gilbert in her book big magic talks about um fear as a character and she talks to her fear and yeah. she invites them to come and sit on a chair but she makes it very clear to them that it, they're not in the driving seat but they, really sound advice they have, to, they have to be at the party yes. she acknowledges that she can't keep her keep them away from the party like maleficent is kept away from the party and it makes it a whole lot worse yes <laughs> so she invites her character of fear in and i think actually if you visualize whatever your mode of self-sabotage as a as a person it can often help yes. to a be more aware of it and and also control it awareness as we've said is the first uh, mm. the first stage you know just trying to bury all of this stuff doesn't mm. work it has a habit of coming back to bite you at the yeah. very inopportunely yes. most most difficult yes. moment yes. um and i think what i'd like to leave people with is when things go well mm. even the small steps celebrate that success but yes. not in a way that's going to sabotage you so <laughs> if you're trying to give up the drink don't celebrate with a glass of champagne or if you're trying to no. lose weight you don't celebrate with yeah. a piece of cake but actually something that that gives you an opportunity to say yeah I've done that yes. I celebrate that yes yes so our time has gone very quickly oh, today already. um Thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, if you'd like a copy of my latest uh, number one bestseller, you can find that on um, genuinely-u.com. That's Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment. There's a free digital download there. We'd love to know um, whether you, you enjoy the, the show and what you'd like um, us to cover in, in uh, future shows. So please do um, contact us through the website or through the radio show. 
I'm your host, Gina Gardner. I'm very pleased to be part of Passionate World Radio and look forward to seeing you on our next show. Take care. Bye now. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.